Listen, bitch. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Listen, Bitch. I'm here with my dad. Welcome. Well, hello. Thank you. Snaps and claps for our guest. Um, Thanks for coming on, Dad. Anytime. I know I had to do a lot of coercing into it. We don't have much to do these days. (laughs) I had to do a lot of coercing to get you to come on here, but it's all worth it. Um, So I always ask my first guest who you are and how we met. My name is Peter White, and we met on May 23rd, 1997. Did you have to write that down? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> funny. That's funny. Did you have to ask mom when my birthday is? Uh, I didn't know the year. Okay. Just to clarify. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so that's how we met. So exciting. Yes. You met a newspaper on my 18th birthday that had, like, what happened on my birthday. Yeah, bought it the day you were born. Yeah. And then gave it to me on my birthday. Back in the day when the newspaper was worth buying. Reading. Oh, burn. Um, didn't you do that for all of us? Yes. Yeah, I'm surprised that they all kept that a secret. I didn't know they, I didn't know that was gonna happen, that you were gonna yeah. give me that. Um, okay, and then can you give us please a quick summary of your life? Obviously I know your life, but Well, um presently in my sixty third year. <laughs> Uh, born in Albany, grew up in the Syracuse area. You were born in Albany? Albany, New York. I didn't know that. Yes. St. Peter's Hospital. Did Grandma and Grandpa live in Albany? Yes. Oh. Uh, I have four brothers and a sister. Uh, I went to the same high school as you. Yeah. Class of 75. I attended OCC after high school. I am presently the father of three wonderful daughters and one terrific son married to Amal and I work at Erie Materials as a millwork salesman. Wow that's some good info right there. Um, I like that um, I like that you wrote everything down <laughs> in case well, you at forget. My, at my age you have to be prepared. In case you forget what you're doing. Um, okay so you went to so you graduated from West Jenny. Yes. In seventy five, right? Yes. Or seventy four? Yep, seventy five. Seventy five. And then after that you went to OCC right away? Yep. And then after that is when you biked, right? Didn't you do a road trip down to Texas? Yep. Okay. Do you have that coming up later? In my twenties, yes. Oh, okay. So is we'll there get more there. questions? No, or... I just I'm okay. interested. Um Well, that's cool then. Yeah, we live currently, well, you live here, I don't live here anymore, but right now we're in the house that I grew up in, which is right across the street from the house that you grew up in with grandma and grandpa um, and your million other siblings. And we're just Jay chilling right now because of the coronavirus. Aren't you so excited? My flights keep getting canceled, so I just get to stay here with you. Oh, joy. Um, okay, so for those listening, today I brought my dad on because I think he provides me with a lot of good and sound advice because he, his 20s were just so different because he was in his 20s in the 70s and 80s, so long ago. And so I think a lot of the stuff I freak out about and stress about, my dad doesn't really fully... (laughs) 
not that he doesn't understand, but I think he just has a different take on it because he grew up in a different time. And so I wanted to bring him on here because I think, one, I want to learn more about his 20s because that's something we don't really talk about. But also I want to, um, I think he just has a lot of valuable advice. So we're going to go through some stuff that my dad did in his 20s and then also we'll wrap it up with some stuff that you think about me and my peers. So first, let's start off with your 20s. Um, so tell me a little bit about your 20s and then we'll get a little more specific. Uh, my 20s, life was a lot less complicated then. There were no cell phones. There was no cable TV. Uh, <laughs> you had cable TV? There was no cable TV back then. What? Yes. Uh, there were computers, but they were the size of a car. Oh my God. And the house that you spoke about that is across the street from us, uh, was a four bedroom, two bath house and it cost $24,000. <laughs> That's which, insane. Which back in the mid seventies was expensive. And then, well also too, didn't you, grandpa's den, like that big den, didn't you guys put a wall up and make that into a two person bedroom? No, it was a bedroom and then oh. we took it down once everybody moved out. Oh, to make it into his den. Nice den area. Yeah. Got it. Um, but you know, everything, things were just different. Uh, you know, cars were cheap. Gas was cheap. Insurance for the car was cheap. Yeah. I mean, I had a car when I turned 18. No, that's yeah, crazy. And I paid for it myself. Where did you work? Well, I've been working since I was 12 years old. Okay. Started with a paper route. There's laws against that now. Started with a paper route. But back then everybody got the newspaper cause that's where you got your news from. Yeah. And then what'd you do? So... Well, I just worked a bunch of jobs all through high school. Didn't you, like, quit playing sports or something, too, so you could have a job? Well, I played hockey during high school, but then I stopped playing lacrosse only because there was way too many people on the team, and <laughs> I had a chance to work at the Ben Franklin Five and Dime. Yeah, see, I feel like I feel like that doesn't happen anymore. Like, people don't quit. Because, well, also, too, well, you no, it's not quit, but just, you know, it was a better opportunity. Plus... You know, when you have a car, you have to have gas and yeah. gas money. And then, of course, back then, the drinking age was 18. Oh, so you wanted so to go out and drink. I was I was 18 while I was in high school. Yeah, because you were born a little early. Um, <laughs> and then, um, well, also because you're the second oldest of six. Yes. So you kind of... I'm sure we're on your own financially. So I worked, I had an apartment. I worked at a printing shop as well as a couple of... This is after you graduated high school? Uh, after I got out of college. Oh. So when did you move out of grandma and grandpa's house? Uh, after I got out of college. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so I got an apartment, worked at a print shop, um, as well as a couple of convenience stores. I worked up at the Cellar Deli up at SU. It was in the basement of a house. <laughs> and the owner had two Dobermans that he let out to roam the store overnight. Oh, my God. So I used to take two beef jerkies and throw them in the back of the store. The dogs would go chase them, and then I would let myself out and lock the door so I could leave. Because they wouldn't let you leave otherwise? Oh, they would hang out right next to you. Oh, like so. to make sure that you didn't do anything? No, yeah, that was just, you know, that's just the way they were. Oh, that's funny. So. Wow. And then when I was 22, uh, a friend of mine died in a motorcycle accident. So <clears throat> we always, we did a lot of traveling back in the day. We used to go to a lot of concerts and just 
go all over the place. Yeah. And uh, so a friend of mine by the name of Stanley and I decided that we should take a bike trip to go see a bunch of things that we wanted to see before something happened to us. Not a motorcycle trip. No, you guys rode on bicycles. Ten-speed bicycle. <laughs> yeah. So we went from Syracuse to Dallas, Texas. And we got to Dallas, Texas the day before Christmas. We stayed at a friend's house down there in Dallas where he got us jobs working for a construction company in Austin, Texas. So we stayed there until uh, July, roughly, when it was got to be way too hot. And by then we had a van with a canoe. We did a lot of canoeing. Is that on, the canoe that's in our backyard? No. Oh. We did a lot of canoeing on the weekends at a bunch of rivers down in Texas. And uh, so we just headed out west and uh, went to like the Grand Canyon and a bunch of places yeah. like that. And that's when, when I was planning my trip to drive out to L.A. this summer, that's what you said we had yeah. to stop at the Grand Canyon. Yeah, it's one of the most spectacular things you'll ever see. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and so we made our way to California, then went up north to Seattle. Uh, and uh, on as part of our trip, just traveling around, we went to uh, uh, the Snake River up in Idaho. And that has... Uh, Class 5 rapids, which we probably shouldn't have gotten into the water. Oh, my God. There. What happened? Uh, the canoe <laughs> tipped over, got torn in half. We just about drowned. What? Yes. What? Yep. How'd you survive? We were lucky to survive. How? Like, would you just get, like... Yeah, we, well... We came around a bend, and there was big, huge rapids, and there was big, huge rocks, and we just got bounced off of the holy rocks. shit were you terrified yes it's just you and stanley yes oh my god so thankfully we made it to the side of the river and got it out and then hiked back up got the van and then went down and found the canoe way down river wow that's crazy. So, yeah, I didn't was, know that. That was uh, terrifying. And then while we were there <laughs> in Idaho, of course, we were just camping out the whole time. Um, there was all kinds of places to do that. Uh, there was roadblocks set up because they were looking for this guy named Claude Lafayette Dallas, who they thought was hiding out up there in the saw. Who? Claude Lafayette Dallas. He was, they thought he was hiding out in, this, in the uh, Sawtooth Mountains. Who's that, like a murderer? Uh, he was uh, wanted for murdering people down in, like, New Mexico. Wow. Yeah. And so I, you went up, you said, yeah, let's go well, there. Well, there was roadblocks set up, and they just said, you know, be on the lookout for this guy, and have you seen him? Holy crap. So, we never did see him. They did wind up arresting him, we heard later. Not up where we were, but... Wow. Somewhere out west. That's insane. Yeah. Um, and then at that point, we kind of started heading back east we we went to like yellowstone yeah which was spectacular and just a bunch of other places you were gone for like a year right over a year yep. what did grandma and grandpa say when you were like i'm going on this bike trip yeah they were okay <laughs> you also had five other kids yeah they had five other kids so they what were, did they were busy what did your brothers and sisters say yeah you know they weren't surprised did stanley go to high school with you stanley went to high school with me oh, okay and did he grow up on our street and he played hockey Oh, okay. 
No, Stanley lived over in Westville. He's originally from New Hampshire. Moved here because his father got was working for the government, and his father was working at the uh, federal building downtown. Oh, okay. So, what's Stanley doing now? Stanley is a uh, carpenter living in Plainfield, Massachusetts. Wow. South of Boston. Good for him. We went to see him when your sister was at Emerson. Was I there? No. Oh, okay. That's crazy. I can't believe you almost died in the rapids. I wouldn't even be yeah, here, Dad. That's right. That's stupid of you. Um, and so everything from Texas on was in a van, but you yes. bicycled from New York to Texas, and that yes. took you like six months. Mm, not quite six, but it took a long time. Were you sad being gone on Christmas? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so staying in your 20s, what is the dumbest thing you've ever done in your 20s that you feel comfortable sharing with us? Well, here's one more tidbit, though. When we got back to Syracuse, a friend yeah. of mine was building houses. So yeah. I started working for him. Oh, and that's how you got and on then, the... And then I've kind of been in the construction business ever since. That's how you got on the windows and doors path. What's the dumbest thing I ever did in my 20s? Yeah. Yeah, probably uh, going canoeing in the Snake River in Idaho. Dad, so dumb. Lucky to be alive. You literally could have killed us. Did you When you were in California, did you go to L.A.? Uh... We went up the West Coast Highway. Oh, okay. So we really didn't go into L.A. But you were on like that. But we went by it. Yeah? Yeah. What is, what is the smartest thing The smartest that you thing did I ever did, I'm, I'm going to have to say, was ask your mother out on a date. <laughs> oh, my God. Why? Because now you have us. Well... She's going to hear this, and I have to put something <laughs> nice in there for her. <laughs> but at the time, we were both good for each other, so it worked out nice, and she turned out to be a great mom for you guys. Yeah. So. That's true. Um, well, didn't you ask her out, and she said no, and then you asked her out again? Apparently, she had other plans when I first asked her out. What, what did you think when, she said, when you asked her out, and she said no? It was fine. Well, at this point, you work. You were working at. We were working together. You were working at a hardware store or something. Yes. And you were selling windows and doors. Yes. And then she was the cashier there. Yes. And she. And then what were you just like? Okay, I should ask her out again. Yeah, but I made her wait. So. Two weeks. Oh my god, that's cute. What did you like about mom when you first met her? I can't imagine you guys as young. She was nice. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so... Wait, and when did you decide, like, that you should introduce her to Grandma and Grandpa? I don't know, pretty early on. Cool. What did they think? They liked her. Cool. Um, okay, so now I want to talk about... Well, do you have any other stuff from specifically your 20s? Uh, or you want to start talking about that? No, we used to we used to go to a lot of concerts, though, only because it was crazy cheap. Yeah, now they're so expensive. Yeah, I saw Bruce Springsteen at the War Memorial. For what, like $3? 19, <laughs> I think it was 1976. Yeah. It was $7.50. <gasps> Are you serious? Yeah. Where were your seats? They were they were all good seats. Oh my god! Well, we used to, at that time too. We we knew the uh, 
the guy that ran the war memorial. Oh, so he kind of hook you up. We used to be able to get seats through him. Oh my god, which was nice. I would love to see Bruce Springsteen in concert. Napier was his name. You know what we talked about last year was that I love Queen, and remember we went to Bob your BFF's house, oh, oh yeah. and he had like every Queen album. Oh yeah. And he had seen them in concert multiple times, and you've never seen them. Yeah. That's true. I love Queen. You've seen Steely Dan in concert? Yes. Those are your, those are your boys. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Where'd you see Steely Dan? In Syracuse? I think that was in Rochester. Oh, okay. I was looking at tickets, because Steely Dan was, they came, or they were coming to Syracuse or something, and they're, I was going to get you tickets. They're supposed to be coming and, here this year. Yeah, the tickets summer, are like 85 but, bucks. But it's probably, they're. Yeah, they're definitely going to cancel that now because of this, everything that's going on. Who else canceled? Yeah, Jackson Brown was coming with uh, James Taylor. That's been canceled. Oh, that's sad. Have you ever seen James Taylor in concert? Uh, no, actually. What's the best concert you've ever been to? So traveled. Um, I would say Super Tramp in Rochester. Really? Yes. That was a phenomenal show. That's cool. When did you go see them? Like when you were younger too? Yeah, that was... 70s, years, 80s? Years ago. Oh, I bet that'd be a dope concert. I'd love to see them. I've seen a lot of shows at Saratoga too. Those are always good. Oh, Spec? Yeah. Yeah, so Dave Matthews are. Saw Bruce down there. <laughs> I would love to see Bruce at Spag. Billy Joel, seen him numerous times. Yeah, he always comes to Syracuse. Yeah, you can see him. At, he does like two weeks straight at Madison Square Garden. Um. Okay, so I want to talk about my generation because I think you always have good insight when you give me advice. Um. So first, like, what are some things that you think that my peers and I do that you don't get? Things you do that I don't get. Yeah. Some things I don't understand is the language. Oh, <laughs> okay. So I'm tr- I'm trying to keep it PG thirteen because like when you listened no. to my podcast before and no, you thought I, I was swearing too much. Well, you do swear way too much. Yeah. Too many f bombs. I know. Um, like throwing shade, as an example. You don't understand what throwing shade is. No, I know what it is. Or you now. don't understand why we do it. I know what it is now. Oh, gotcha. There's there's phrases and words like that that I have no clue what they mean. <laughs> Like what? Like throwing shade. I you know I you know when you guys were bouncing that around, I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh yeah. Or do you know what like spilling the tea means? No, I don't know what that. That means is. like like if there's gossip, and I'm like, oh dad, I'm gonna spill the tea to you. It's like the hot tea. That the tea tea is gossip or like information. I see. Spill the tea. Yeah, like spill the beans. Okay. Yeah. That's what you don't get is our <laughs> our language. Yeah, some of it is. I mean, it's clever yeah. and stuff, but yeah, you could have a conversation and I would have no idea what you're saying. Yeah, that's true. Lauren does that a lot. Yeah. She says a lot. Yeah, she's she, big on it. Because she's Miss TikTok. Um, what are some things that you think my peers do that worries you? My peers, like my people my age. That worry me? Yeah. Nothing that really worries me, but I think I think as a whole... You guys worry too much about everything. I know. You always say to me, don't stress, don't stress. You know, you're too anxious and too nervous. And you always want instant results. (laughs) 
I know. You have to relax. Well, what's annoying is you're like the most patient person on the planet. I am very relaxed and yeah. See, that's why I always say to people when they ask what you guys are like, what you and mom are like, I say mom's at a ten. My dad's always at like a one. Yeah. And so it's a good. I think that's a good combination. But you know, in that same breath, I mean, you just things will happen for a reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But the other thing that I've seen with like you and your sister, especially you know, going to. LA. College and stuff like that. Um, you all aren't afraid to, to reach out and cope with anxiety or depression. Yeah. Things of that nature. Talk to my therapist. So, you know, you, you, you recognize it and then you yeah. say, how can I fix this yeah. or what can I do to make it better? Yeah. And, you know, there's not a stigma yeah. of trying to help yourself, you know, because... Yeah. Back when I was 20. Yeah. You know, if somebody was gay, you yeah. Know, you just, you didn't kept your head down and don't say a word to anybody. Right. You know, versus now or, it's like. Or anything of that nature. Not that, I will say this though, there seems to be a lot more gay people now than when I was 20 years old. Because it's so much more yeah. accepting. Yeah. Oh, well, also too, I think now just like there's so much information on the internet about different genders and sexualities and just mental health and stuff too that people can't, like, I think now people. It's easier for people to say, like, oh, there's someone who likes girls and guys. Like, yeah. maybe I do. Versus before, it was, like, no one talked about it, so therefore yeah. no one had information about it's it. It's just more, it seems to be more accepting now than... Yeah. Yeah, definitely I think the mental health stuff, like... But even still, like, you know, going to therapy and stuff is scary. So, you think that we just, like, worry and stress too much about stuff. Like, what do you think we worry and stress about? You seem to worry about everything. <laughs> <laughs> that's true this is true but yeah i mean you know i have anxiety your car your house your your job your friends your... how can i not worry about my job i went to school for four years yeah. you know to have a job that i really love yeah. i want that and currently i'm unemployed <laughs> yeah but you know i, I think in regards to that you know, you just got to relax and, you know, it'll happen. You know it's going to happen. You yeah. Know, you've got the yeah. chutzpah to yeah. make it all happen. Chutzpah. That's a old term. Term. Have you Cause, ever... Because good things happen to good people. Is, I is think that I too. Think, I think, yeah. I say that so, all the time. But, you know, most people, you know, you don't get your dream job right away. Some people do, but, you know, it takes... Yeah. It takes time. It takes several jobs to, you know, find the right one that you like and right. you know, working with the, the right people. And, and just getting experience. I mean, you, may, you may love the job, but then the people you work with are the worst tools. Yeah. <laughs> so Have you know, you? it'll it'll come in time. And, but, you you know, you, you, you can you can learn from each job and, and get the skills and knowledge from each job. Yeah. You know, before you find, quote, unquote, your dream job. That's true. Yeah, I have a lot of time to figure that out. It's hard because I want <laughs> I want that life that I want now. I don't want to have to like build it. That's annoying. <laughs> um, have you ever lost your job? I've never been unemployed. Okay. <laughs> I've never collected unemployment. I've always had a job. That's crazy. Um, not surprising though. I think it's. I kind of do that. Um, 
What are some things? We Although, talk... I don't know what's going to be happening in the next month. But... I know. Scary. That's the thing. Everyone's losing their jobs. Um, but I think you and Mom have helped me, like, not stress about that. Because it's just, like, you can only... You know what I mean? It's so out of your control what's going on right now with the coronavirus. Um, we already talked about a little bit with, like, just the more accepting of, like, mental health and different sexualities and stuff. Um, but what are some things that you think my peers do maybe differently than people did, like, in your the mental health and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, being, well, just being more accepting of people regardless of, you know, yeah. their gender, their race, their, yeah. their ethnicity, their yeah. religion. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's... People fly off the handle because, you know... There's Jewish people living next door. Yeah. There's things like that. Yeah. Know, it's just nuts. And I, I don't understand why people run into synagogues and start firing rounds because there's Jewish people in there. I mean, what? It's insane. What's the thought process for that? I don't know. Yeah, I think so, I think my generation has a big ability to just by talking about it and being like, that's not cool. Yeah. And being like, this needs to stop. I think we have a. That's what people want to do. Then let them do it, and you got to accept it. You know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If, yeah, I think just being more accepting of people, like if people want to be a certain religion or whatever. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't understand that I mean, idea it, that it, like, affects other, like, someone else's religion really doesn't affect you, you know? Yeah. And I think that's, like, a common misconception. This but then you also, you, I mean, you get bombarded with information either through your, you know, cell phone and, yeah. Know, I mean... Yeah. Your, your generation has to have their phone in their hand, and if they can't <laughs> I don't, you always it, take my if phone. If they can't find it, then oh my god. No, that's because what I'll put do it do down now? somewhere, and then yeah. I'll turn on it's gone. And I'm like, okay, I need to know if like I actually threw my phone in the garbage when I was in the kitchen, or if it's in your pocket, Dad. <laughs> but there's, you know, with that, it's kind of a twofold thing that you can obviously get bombarded by bad, bad stuff. Know, yeah, idiot people who are saying mean things and. You know, it's it's a, uh, uh, you know, probably more for the grade school kids or the, you know, high school kids, you, yeah. you know, getting picked on and teased and stuff. And then, yeah. so now it's, it's another avenue for yeah. people to get picked on, you know. Yeah, like cyberbullying. But in the same breath, too, some of that stuff that you show me. Yeah. Like, you're connected with all these people. Yeah. Yeah, but some of that stuff is absolutely hysterical. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the, little, I mean, the little songs the TikToks and, and I've been kits, you. skits that they do and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, it's it's amazing that it you know people have the thought process and and the talent to, to do, do that. that. And it takes and so much time share and effort it with everybody. And then mm-hmm. so you try to up one them with something else. Yeah. You know, so I mean, those things are really cool. It's it's amazing how talented people are with this yeah you know and i like to like um, it's a way to express yourself without yeah well it's also worrying it just gives people like like i'm obviously someone who like we don't we don't have a ton of connections in like the you know world so like it's someone like me who if i'm really interested in comedy i can like get my message out versus i would maybe if it was a couple years ago and i had to go the traditional route of moving up in this like one space i wouldn't be able to pursue that dream or have that connection with people. So I think also that's something I love about like social media and stuff is um, that I think it gives like a voice to people who may not necessarily have had 
a voice or had a lot of privilege or... But at the same time, like, I think that my content is very skewed based on what I like and what I'm searching and stuff, that I'm getting a lot of positive content or a lot of content that I agree with. And then what we don't see is, like, what type of content people who are so, who think so radically different than us, like, what they're seeing. And that's, like, I think where things get really harmful. But, but I also think a big part of that is, like, you and mom have taught us to always treat people, like, Based on the person that they are, and not care about like yeah, any be, outside you just factors. Be kind to people. Yeah, you, you treat them how you want to be treated. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's like a a big reason why we don't understand why people take such radical measures against people that are different than them, and it's just because you and mom taught us like to never, you know, do that, or you know, you never taught us that one religion was the white religion or one race is the white is the right race or anything like that so i think that's like a big reason too why like we just don't get it um what kind of advice do you have for people my age again i would just say you gotta take a deep breath and relax a little bit yeah guys you say that to me all the time every day you, you seem a little bit tightly wound yeah. You know what I mean? Things things will happen for you. Yeah. Things, and things happen for a reason. You know, you just, you're not going to catch the first bus. But you know what? There's a second bus. <laughs> <laughs> True. Remember so, what you said to me when I moved to L.A.? Before I got in the car, you said, don't stress. <laughs> yeah. What'd you do? You went. Uh, yeah, I did stress a lot. Hey, boy, I'm getting better. I'm not. I've only freaked out a little bit about this coronavirus stuff, okay? Yeah, well, everybody's freaked out about that. And then mom bought me a cake from Harrison Bakery, <laughs> which was very nice. <laughs> mom came home with a whole cake because she felt bad <laughs> that I was so stressed. I'm not even... I think I always say stressed when really I mean, like, I'm, like, manic. Like, my yeah, anxiety is like anxious. a 10. You're just or, anxious. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, what's going to happen next? Yeah. What do I do? What also, because I, I feel like now, too... Like you, like you were saying, you paid for a car and you, and car insurance and gas money and you, whatever, like when you were 18 years old versus like, I feel like people my age, like because of college, like you're prolonged a little bit more into adolescence and it's supposed to be a smoother transition. But then it's like, I mean, the day I graduated, I turned 22. I had just signed a lease to move to LA. I was home for three months just trying to, you know, save up as much money as I could. And then I drove across the country with my mom and brother and we almost killed each other and I just like and with no job or anything and like I think that was really good for me but also it's like you're just kind of thrown into this and it's like okay now I have to like perform yeah now I have to like juggle all of this stuff and like I don't like I don't know how to do any of that like I'm we're not really taught that kind of stuff in school or even like like I talked to my professors about this like there needs to be more stuff about like freelancing like what to do and how like I just kind of like winked like winked it and luckily like it did work out for the most part but um, I feel like well, you make you make connections. You you did a lot of summer interns, yeah, which I think helped. Yeah, for and sure. Then, you know, just through school and you know people you met at school. Mm-hmm. There's all those connections, so you're able, yeah. you're able to reach out to those people to get feedback, or even hey, call this person. They're looking for somebody. You know, yeah, of your alley. So yeah, you know, you just make use of the connections that you have. And, yeah. Well, it's crazy, too. It's, like, you don't... I think... Well, it's crazy and also it's difficult. It's, like, you just don't know what's going to, like, 
serve you and what's not. Like, when I look at, like, my internships, like, I feel like the ones... Like, remember the TV Academy? I thought about not doing it because I wanted to, like, stay home that summer and save money. And arguably, I think that was my most beneficial internship because I was on my own for two months and I had to figure out how to navigate L.A. It's what made me really fall in love with L.A. and want to move there. And then that's probably some of my most beneficial connections. Like, my friend Rihanna was, like, single-handedly getting me... You know, just bringing me on to her projects. So, and I met her through the TV Academy. And But, like, looking back now, I'm like, I remember thinking, like, oh, this will be fun. But I didn't remember thinking, like, this will, like, be such a driving force in my career. Like, you just you just literally don't know. So, you just yeah. turn stuff down and well, to take other stuff having no idea. Getting, getting <laughs> uh, to shoot videos for the uh, yeah nutritionist out in Skagalish. Yeah. I'm, you know, yeah. So, again, that was a connection through a friend. Yeah. And it's kind of blossomed a little bit into more and more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that how I would have never known that now that would be getting me, you no, know, some no. financial stability. No. Um, okay, so that's enough about my generation peers. But what um do you wish that you had done or known in your twenties? I kinda wish I had gone on to college after OCC. Yeah. Only because what I see with all you guys is, you know, you've you've had great experiences. Yeah. You know, but then you've also made lifelong friends. Yeah. You know, through colleges, you know. So that's kind of a neat thing, which yeah. know, I just don't have that, which is not the end of the world, but you know, it's <laughs> Yeah. It's something that Yeah, Bob know, and Mom. <laughs> other well, other people that I, you know, went to high school with and went on to college, they yeah. You know, have friends from college where. Yeah. I mean, I still know people from OCC and see them in yeah. town and stuff here and there. But yeah. It's just not the same as, you know. When you spend four years living, with someone. Living in a dorm and yeah. knocking back some Tito's with your roommates. <laughs> <laughs> no, I never did that. <laughs> I never did that. So, I mean, I would say something like that, probably. Yeah. Gone to a four year. Did you ever think about it? Not really, because at the time I was, it yeah. wasn't my cup of tea. It's cool. Yeah. It's hard. It is. Um, this wasn't on here when I was just thinking about it. What do you think is like the best lesson that grandma and grandpa taught you when you were younger? Because I always think of like what you guys teach me. Uh, I think just, you know, just be kind to people yeah you know treat them how you want to be treated is, is a big thing so yeah true that what is something that you think because remember so when i told you and mom that i was thinking that i needed to go to therapy like my junior of college remember that yes and then you came home and you gave me a book called mindset and you said <laughs> <laughs> would you go to barnes and noble and buy it Oh, and you said, you know who read this book? And I said, no. And you said, the Cornell men's hockey team. And then they won states that year. The whole team had to read it in the offseason. That's right. Oh, I do remember that. Man. Yeah, and you gave me that book. Um, and you also, you just read and watch stuff. What? And they ranked number one in the country last year. <laughs> All thanks to that one so, book. <laughs> see, there's power. Um. What is something that you think everyone my age should read or watch or listen to besides this podcast? Uh, something that I read, and this I bought this book after my parents died, but uh, a 
book called Proof of Heaven. Okay. So it was a it was a neurosurgeon who yeah. had an episode and he saw the white light oh and God. experienced you know the yeah. afterlife because I mean isn't that that for me has always been a big huge like what happens after you die? Yeah. Where do you go? I always think about that. So I read that book and I mean it was it was just interesting to read it. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, I'm at my age, that's... No, don't say that. <laughs> no. You have, like... But I thought it was a good book, and it was just interesting, to me, anyways. Uh, obviously, it's not for everybody, but... So it's, it's about just... how he, like, saw the white well, light. Well, he saw... Right. He saw the white light and saw what he thought was heaven. Yeah. And then he came back. You know, and then he wound up pulling through. Oh, sorry. Making too much noise. That's so interesting. You always hear stories like that. Um, so it's called Proof of Heaven. Proof of Heaven. heaven. Got it. Um, okay, so we do have to wrap it up. Although this was pretty good on yes, timing, I have to say. We only up. went a couple minutes over. My time waiting. You don't love talking about yourself? <laughs> um, so I want to wrap it up. If there's, I do want to ask um, advice that you have for me. But before that, is there anything that we didn't get to that you had written down that you wanted to talk about or say? No, I'm good. Okay. So, um, do you have any last minute advice? I would say I'm, I'm pretty amazed at the talent that you and your friends have. And from what I've seen, you set yourself up success thanks by what you've done throughout your life yeah so thanks dad you're the best love you okay love you i'm glad you're my dad um well thank you for coming on my podcast i know that you and a few months a few less f-bombs okay i will try the last couple episodes have been pretty good okay the first one i was nervous um but thank you for coming on my podcast. I know it's not exactly your cup of tea. Um, but, yeah, I just really appreciate you coming on. Spilling the tea. Spilling the tea. And if you guys have any other questions or comments that you want my dad to answer, let me know because I'll be home for, like, a little bit longer because my flights keep getting canceled to go back to L.A. Thank you, United Airlines. They actually were, like, so good to me on the phone yesterday. I had to call them because I kept getting messed up. And then I think, like, their website was down so I called them but um thank you for coming on podcast I really appreciate it thanks for telling me more about your 20s because I really value your advice and I think you're very smart and so I like hearing what you have to say okay love you thank you